Broadcasting by the sea in sunny San Diego, this is the Ascended Masters at Work show, where we lift the veil of mysticism and reveal ancient secrets brought to earth by the world's greatest spiritual teachers. Here we share real-life stories that change lives and widen our eyes. And now, here is your host and spiritual life coach, Reverend Shirlene Reeves. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. I always love doing this live because I get to talk to those who call in and I also get to talk to our guest. And you know, today's guest I think you'll find very, very interesting because she talks about the ultimate freedom. And, you know, many of us were raised in the day where uh, we had zero population growth and uh, we all walked around with signs that said question authority and sort of carried over with me for the rest of my life for some reason. But this woman has written this awesome book. And the reason I wanted to have her on the show is because she talks about how to create more wealth. And many of you know that I'm a certified financial educator. So when I work with my clients, too, I'm always talking about how to save them money so that they can build wealth and have a better lifestyle. And what we both talk about, actually, is how to build confidence and happiness. And, you know, money's not all about happiness. I was just adding that into my my second edit of my book because... Some people feel like they aren't worth much because they don't have much money in their pocket. And there was a day when I had only 15 cents in my pocket. And I actually lived in a tiny little 18-foot trailer with my two small children, both boys and very young. And you know, it wasn't about the money that I had And that's what I want to tell all of you. It's really not about the money that you have. It's about the wealth in who you are. We all have these marvelous assets. And when I say assets, I'm talking about things like your health. How many out there have your health? Because if you can have health, you can do anything that you wish to do. And if your mind is clear, that helps even more. And I can't tell you how many people say to me, if I just had my health, I'd have it all. And then I want you to think about what credentials you have. And perhaps what you've experienced in life that you can bring to others. That people would pay millions of dollars to know. And even... For me, with my only my 15 cents in my pocket, I learned how not to be in that position again. Now, this woman is an acclaimed best-selling author of the book, Ultimate Freedom, Unlock the Secrets to a Life of Passion, Purpose, and Prosperity. All my favorite words. And she has a unique combination as a business development strategist, and a relationship expert. And you all know that this is very close to my heart because I teach 
Selling Through Your Heart. That's what my new book is called, Selling Through Your Heart. And it's all about building relationship, building community. And many of you are in my community. And you know that it's massive because it encompasses Northern California and Southern California. So this is why I wanted to have her on. And she shows people in business and other partnerships how to double their success and maximize their potential by working together, just like we do as a community, and creating mutually beneficial partnerships. Isn't that cool? Mutually beneficial partnerships. And you know, the media has called on Vicki to answer questions regarding business development and how to grow a successful business. And she's an international keynote speaker and seminar presenter. And I want to introduce you right now to the author of Ultimate Freedom, Unlock the Secrets to a Life of Passion, Purpose, and Prosperity, meet Vicki Helm. Hi, Vicki. Are you there? You bet I am. Thank you so much. I mean, that's a great introduction. I'm really excited to be here today, A, because I grew up in Northern California, and I absolutely love San Diego. Mm. I'm so lucky to be here. (laughs) I'm only four miles from the beach, and the sun shines (laughs) all the time. It's a real blessing and quite a gift. Do you get here often? Well, yes, actually, I I go there quite a bit. And uh, whether I'm speaking or whether I'm playing, I'm there at least twice, three times a year. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. So why don't you share with everybody where you are located? Well, actually, I I live way up in the Colorado Rocky Mountains. I live at 8,100 feet up in the Southern Colorado Mountains. And uh, it's been a dream of mine. It was a dream of mine for years. Uh, to have a mountain home. And so I bought the mountain home as a kind of a a weekend place, but then I ended up falling in love with it. So I gave up the big city life and moved up here. And I really enjoy it. It's stellar. It's really beautiful. Well, I totally understand that. You know, big city is really tough to deal with. And, you know, even there's a lot of traffic here, too, Mm -hmm. in San Diego. It's amazing how much traffic is here. (laughs) And uh, I love to go to my home in San Felipe, Baja, Mexico, because we don't even have a stoplight there. (laughs) (laughs) We don't either up here. It's fantastic. It must be that way for you, too. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think if you've never lived in a place where there are no paved roads, you got to try it at least once. It's fantastic. Wow. Yeah, it's awesome. It really is. And, it, you know, you it just gives you so much freedom, doesn't it? I mean, Yeah, it's a great quality of life. Yes, absolutely. You know, and I love the, the accomplishments that you've done. You know, you've built 10 successful companies. Were they yeah. all your own? Yeah, you know, um, some were, some were collaborations as well, but I have, um, and I want to be fair, I built 16 companies and six have tanked and 10 were very successful. Um, I don't want people to think that everything I touch turns to gold, uh, but I do enjoy working collaborations with people and other entrepreneurs. I find a lot of success in that. And I also have had some singular ventures that have been just mine that I built as well. Mm-hmm. Wow. <clears throat> so, you know, I know you're a best-selling author mm-hmm. and you've written 23 books. Are they all like Ultimate Freedom? 
Oh, I'd love to say that they're all like ultimate freedom. Some are, some aren't. I'm actually writing three books at once right now, which I've never done uh, before, and I'm really excited about them coming out. But the second book in the series of uh, Ultimate Freedom is coming out, and it's like the Ultimate Freedom is too. Um, Everything I write is about either Uh, To me, business and spirituality are one thing. They're not separate. And um, I've had a passion for that all my life. And I wrote my thesis in college for that as well, back when nobody saw those two things together. And so every book I write has the flavor of spirituality and business development together. Yes, and that's what I enjoyed about. That's why I really wanted you on the show, because I could see that we had a lot in common in how mm-hmm. we think. Because I, I too, do the business and spirituality, and then I add in the finance. And mm-hmm. for years, I looked for somebody who could show me how to do that. And then, stupid me, you know, all I had to do was <laughs> ask spirit, and there it was. <laughs> so That's you wrote this book uh, because you had this belief in spirit and business. And, and what compelled you to uh, write the book? Because it's pretty vast in what it talks about. Thank you. Um, The original impetus for it was that I grew up in a house where um, there was a lot of violence, a lot of physical violence, especially to my mother. And the reason I wrote it was because when I was younger, I could see that my mother was stuck with very few choices. Now, this was back in the 1960s where there were no safe houses. There weren't, you know, laws that protected women. And so escaping from an abusive situation was a very arduous task. And she didn't want to let anybody else get hurt on the way out of there. But the reason that she was most stuck is because she didn't have any relevant skill sets that would allow her to acquire enough money to take care of three kids on her own as a single parent. Mm-hmm. And well, so and at that time, men were still pretty much at charge, right? That's that's correct. That's right. Mm-hmm. They were. And this one particular day when I came home, my mother was humped over the table, just crying, crying, crying. And I, you know, went to hug her and I I said, Mom, what's wrong? Mom, what's wrong? And after she had emptied out all her tears, I remember she picked me up and set me on the counter so we could see eye to eye. I was just six years old back then. And she said to me, Vicki, never let yourself get stuck. Never let yourself get stuck with somebody you don't want to be with, where you don't want to work at. Somehow, I didn't understand everything she said, but I understood the message of not being stuck. And so this book is a culmination of how to unstuck yourself (laughs) <laughs> and really, really have the life that you actually want to have. Build what you want to build. Mm. You know, uh, going through the book, I think one of my favorite chapters, and of all chapters, it's number 13. <laughs> mm, I do. I love that one. Yes. I think that's, that's so funny how it's number 13. I'm going to, for our listeners, I'm going to read it. Maybe you've heard the system is rigged. And then she's got a quote here by Senator Elizabeth Warren. People feel like the system is rigged against them. And here is the painful part. They're right. The system is rigged. Would you share with our listeners what that's all about? 
Well, it's interesting because right now, and this is so important, I'm so glad you brought this up. This is so important right now as we take a look at what it is that innovation is doing. Well, innovation is really unearthing every corrupt system we have and making it so that it's not corrupt and making it so it's more equitable. So we all know that we have a lot of broken systems, but a lot of the systems are rigged against people. So even just the banking system and the LIBOR scandals inside the the banking system, when somebody else can manipulate the interest rates, you don't really have fair markets. And so if we take a look at the IRS system and the political systems and the media and everything else, agriculture, it can go on. These systems are broken. They're not just manipulated, but they're completely broken and they need to be revamped in such a way that they have a balance with humanity as a whole, not as a country, not as a dominant country, but as humanity rising as one. We have we have issues on the planet right now that cannot be solved by a singular country claiming that they're the greatest nation. We have to come together and work these systems and make them non-manipulatable so that everyone has opportunity around all of humanity, not just certain people, certain classes, certain countries. Yeah, I agree with you. But, you know, um, it's interesting because it really follows the money, doesn't it? It certainly does. people who are in charge of the money. Um, I, I just find it very interesting in how our whole, I mean, if you follow the money, you'll always know what's going to happen in our society, right? Mm -hmm, Isn't that mm -hmm. right? You know, and if you choose to look the other way and you don't follow who's in control of the money, then you get, that's when you get caught off guard and it's a surprise. Mm -hmm. And yet we have such opportunity happening right now as we look at, you know, Bitcoin and Ethereum and the blockchain and smart contracts and these things that are coming up that are non-manipulatable by men. And I mean, men as general, but now are empowered by humanity so that they're they're looking forward to the future being less manipulated or rigged against mm -hmm. uh, the average person. And give you an idea of that, I just want to share with your listeners, if we took just the regulations, the unfair regulations out of our, our system right now, the average family would have in more income, they'd have about $270,000 more per year than they have right now. So the average income would be, the average American income would be about 330000 a year if we just didn't have regulatory things in place that were not beneficial to people. And um, you can find some of this information on government sites as well, but there's so much of that. I mean, how would everyone's life be different right now if we had an extra $270,000 coming in? Well, Perhaps. first they'd have to make that money, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's a big part of the problem in, in the nation, too. There aren't many people that make that kind of money. 
Yes. And part of that is also part of the rigging is in the devaluing of our currency. And it's not just the devaluing of uh, American dollars. It's currency or cash in any country is being devalued. And thus the buying power that we once enjoyed is completely diminished. And no matter how much you make right now, your wage is shrinking as your inflation is going up and your buying power is becoming smaller and smaller and smaller. I know this sounds depressing when you hear it, but there's a lot of great opportunity right now where that is going to be shifting. Mm -hmm. Well, and you know, another thing, Vicki, I think is a lot of people are starting their own businesses. And mm -hmm. when you start your own business, the tax write-offs are phenomenal. They're fantastic. And you get to keep so much more money in your pocket than mm -hmm. if you're an employee. As an employee, you're paying the highest tax bracket that you can possibly pay. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know it's pretty cool to be able to go to work and go home and never think about anything at work unless you're just not <laughs> happy there. You know, maybe that's worth the tax that you pay. But for me, I love being able to write everything off my travel for business, yes. you know, some of my meals, some of the gifts I buy that my clients, you know, I get to write that off. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And I get to be giving at the same time. Yes, there's a lot of great stuff. Now, this is so important what you just said. Because right now we are having kind of an evolution revolution. And what that what I mean when I say that is that one of the greatest things that is coming back is the couple run businesses. Mm -hmm. The mom and pop are coming back, but mom and pop are now enjoying online businesses. They're enjoying different types and styles. Now, back in the day, our country was built on mom and pop stores and farms and families that made businesses. So everybody had back in the day a diner and then, you know, your apartment was on top. Mm -hmm. And so the family business is on its way back, but it's taking a different form. You can you can have a family business online and your family can live in five, six different states. They don't have to be in one place on one farm tending to one business. And so this gives the family a lot more freedom that they didn't have before. And couples are coming back. The couple-run business is coming back. What's exciting about that is that couples, more people want to support couple-run businesses than they do big corporate businesses. They want to know you, like you, trust you, and have that there. So it is an evolution and a revolution of the family and couple-run businesses that are coming back into the, in, onto the globe. And, you know, let's, I, I want to take this one step further, Vicki. Mm -hmm. um, being that they can be all over the world, literally all over the world, mm -hmm. um, and they can market all over the world for practically nothing. That's correct. Which really helps. And the web is predominantly not regulated. So you can be out there marketing. And this is what I teach is the massive visibility for people's businesses. Because I tell them all the time that if they're not visible, they can't possibly make any money. It's like if a grocery store has a sale on, say, peaches... 
I'll say peaches for this season, and they don't market that they have a sale on peaches, nobody's even going to know. So what's the point? Yes. At the sale. Yes. So we have to become visible to our target market. And being that we have couple run businesses, they can easily become visible on the web and mm-hmm. make money together. That's correct. That's correct. And what's beautiful about that, that you just said, was that it isn't regulated. Yes. And so it belongs to the people. And as we go more into cryptocurrencies and we have more of those, what is it going to do? It's going to empower the individual, the family, the the couple. It is going to empower humanity as a whole not as a, you know, corporation, it is going to empower the world, really. Yes, it absolutely is. Mm -hmm. And you don't pay any tax on it unless you take it out. And, you know, Vicki, you've mentioned Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. And I want to tell all of you, that's pretty much the same thing. And there's different types, you just want to make sure that when you do this, that you can get into something that is solid. And now, um, now I just heard about a company, I don't know if you know about this, Vicki, that has set up small pieces of Bitcoin so that you can buy in for like $60. And it's amazing because it helps the little guy not just the giants who are investing millions of dollars in it, but it helps the little guy too. Yes, and what's interesting about that that you just mentioned um, is that you can literally, I I use Coinbase, I like them, and I also use Poloniex as well. Mm -hmm. But you can really use uh, cryptocurrencies in the same way that you use a mutual fund. And so you really can invest uh, just literally every single month, 50 bucks, 100 bucks, 300 bucks, and they'll automatically pull and invest it in a, into the account the way you want it to go. Mm-hmm. So there's so many options right here, but the future is all about empowering the individual to create their own wealth, to create their own health, to there's so many great things coming out. I know. And it's going to empower everyone rather than just the big giants. That's correct. I love that. That's so correct. we're going to take a break for a minute. When we come back, I want Vicki to tell us how spirit has changed her life and her business. So we'll be right back. you like to unlock the secrets to a life of passion, purpose, and prosperity? What can you do to grow more freedom and create the life you want? What's the one thing you need to protect most that will empower your freedom? Vicki Helm is a best-selling author of 23 books and the creator of 10 successful companies as well as a business development strategist, relationship expert, international keynote speaker, and seminar presenter. She knows how to double your success and maximize your potential in today's fast-paced business world. Visit her webpage and get a free report at theufbook.com 
forward slash squeeze dash page. like to call in and ask Vicki a question and join in on this very interesting conversation, um, dial in at 888-627-6008. That's 888-627-6008. I would love, love, love to hear your questions and comments. And Vicki's right here with us. And this is an opportunity for her to make a difference in your life. So give us a call. Um, you know, Vicki, I wanted you to share uh, about how spirit supported or changed the direction of your business or your life. Would you mind? Sure, I'd love to. I mean, that's like one of my favorite questions, actually. Um, <laughs> there's something that I, I want to say that uh, feels really important to me. And it probably I know there's somebody in your audience right now. I know there's somebody there that knows if they're if they get very quiet inside if they're just still inside and they ask themselves were they born in this lifetime in whatever male or female incarnation you took at this time to help the world go through the shift we're currently in and if you quiet yourself enough you can probably hear inside the voice that may say something to you like, I was born to help change the world, to help, to help. I was born to help. And what the reason this is so important is because I believe there were a lot of people that came to the planet to help this particular shift, this particular 15 to next 20 years. This shift is going to take a lot of people who feel divinely connected at birth. And this is important because I've never not been connected since birth. I I came in with this feeling, with this knowing that I was all my life, you know, from, I really, it crystallized when I was about 12 years old. But from that point on, I knew that I was directed by spirit, that I would be completely guided by spirit And I was in every action that I did, in everything that I, you know, surrendered to. um, All of that came from a knowing that I was born on the planet uh, to help with this shift. And I I, I was actually waiting for it all my life, you know, waiting for the opportunity to have that. And I believe that I was fortunate enough to learn all of the necessary skill sets along the way that was provided for me, both spiritually, emotionally, scholastically, whatever way I needed to manifest, it showed up. And all I had to do was remain mindful, aware, and take action. Mm. That was really the key. And I, you know, it doesn't mean things unfolded easily, Quite often they don't for anyone. Life is what happens when you're, you know, going after your goals. And so for me, what I want to say is the strongest, most powerful level of discernment you can have in business is one, to know that you're supposed to be here right now. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. 
Then two, listening inward and knowing, knowing if you have this thing that says, I was born to, to, to change the world. I was born to do something great. I just can't remember what it is. I, I just don't know what it is, but I know it's about now. I know it's about time. You're right. It is about now. It is about this time, this era. And when you pay attention, if you ask, would you please guide me? And I always tell the divine, don't give me a hint. I need a big fatty sign, something that just says, go here, Vicky, you know, and, and, and <laughs> don't make it some little hint or mystic. Go turn left here. Uh-huh. I always ask for a big sign and lead, that leads me forward. And the next thing is you have to have your faith ignited and step into the unknown, knowing that you are the perfect person. Otherwise, this would this opportunity would not be in front of you. There, there's just no accidents for that. Exactly. And do you ever have resistance, Vicki? Uh, that's my biggest challenge. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I, I do. <laughs> Especially I'm when my mind you. jumps oh. in. <laughs> um, we have Joanne, and I want to thank you for sharing that, first of all. That was a beautiful, beautiful message. Mm. And I want to bring Joanne from Pennsylvania on the line. Joanne, are you there? I am. I am. Yeah. Hey, welcome to the show. I'm so glad you called in. Well, thanks. Um, I I have a small business at, at home. I actually do daycare out of my house. And mm-hmm. because, you know, the, the spiritual peace and being close to the family, it's really important for me. And um, I was just wondering, like, how would Vicki recommend growing my business without like, you know, putting a radio ad or, well, that's probably not a good example, but you know, something like that, doing advertisements <laughs> or something. What, what kinds of things should I be looking at to, um, to be able to grow my business so that I can, you know, provide better for my kids? Brilliant. So before you answer, Vicki, could we ask Joanne, um, please explain what your business is. That would help a lot. Oh, okay. Um, well, I actually have a daycare out of my home. So like my basement, I, I, you know, bring neighborhood parents that are working two jobs and they drop their kids off and, you know, I take care of them and then their parents pick them up. So my business strictly is, you know, like taking care of kids through the day, daycare. And how would you like to expand? What would you like to do to expand it? Well, you know, for me, I I feel like there's a really huge need. Like everybody wants mm-hmm. to have somebody who's doing a good job with their kids that they can trust, mm-hmm. and that has some that you know that doesn't just babysit, but actually provides a good service for the children and raising them. And mm-hmm. so I don't know. Like I sometimes think, could I actually like get my own building or? Could I, I don't know, I, I just thought there's such a need. How could I better service my community? Good question. Vicki, I'll take it away. Brilliant. Thank you. Um, first of all, uh, thank you. And I want to say that while I was listening to you, and I want to know if this is true for you, um, I heard a lot of passion about child care, including in that, you had a passion about 
people who are actually helping to raise children, not just watch them. Is this a passion of yours? Oh, absolutely, because I I know when my children were younger, I hated to have to drop them off, and I Mm -hmm. wanted to stay home. So I thought, well, how can I do both things? So I thought, well, if I stay home, I can take care of my kids and really raise them, not just, you know, have a put them in front of a video all day. And I knew other mothers felt the same way. So it seemed like a perfect fit for me. Yeah. So... Can I ask you, you're licensed in everything, yes? Oh, of course. Yeah, that was really important to me. Brilliant. And then may I ask you, how many kids can you safely take? Uh, Because I I heard you want to expand to the point where, you know, you have a building. So they're in your home right now. How many kids can you safely grow um, before you would have to hire a second person to help you? Well, you know, that's a really good question because it depends on how old they are. So, like, I would take less new babies, like babies from six weeks to two years, than I would, say, for a five-year-old. I could handle Mm -hmm. way more five-year-olds than I could infants. Uh, But in general, if you just want to have a general number, like, I feel okay with six. I feel very solidly being able to manage six. But, of course, I would love to be able to expand where I could hire another person like me and provide them a safe environment so that, again, we we would both be doing that. Brilliant. So there's a couple of things that uh, strike me. One is that you have a vast age group from evidently under one years old to how old? Where's Where's your stop point? Well... You know, that's a good question because, like, if, if I'm going to see them all day, I might take people, uh, kids, up until they mm-hmm. get into school. But then I also see some kids that are maybe just for that gap between school getting over and their parents getting out of work. So mm-hmm. I, I might take, let's say, a half a dozen of those kids that come in and we do, like, you know, something fun for two hours. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So one of the things is um, when I look at a, a business, child care is an A-bill business, meaning it's always needed. It's a, it's a good recession-proof business as well. And one of the things is there's, there's two passions I hear. I hear the entrepreneur in you who wants to scale out, get bigger, provide a better service, provide this incredible, you know, kind of system for your particular brand of childcare. And I also hear there's only one of me and I can only take so many at a time. How many kids are actually yours outside of maybe the six you could take? Um, Well, um, my kids are kind of, they're already in school. So I have two, but I'm not really taking care of them anymore. This just kind of exploded. You know, like Mm. everyone's like, oh my gosh, can you do my children as well? (laughs) That's right. Yeah. So I could see that. I could see that. If I were you and it was me doing this, one is I'd want to get really clear as to what it is that I was offering that was, and I can feel it from you when I'm talking to you right now, I can feel this intelligence and passion about parenting. And I would want to find somebody to collaborate with. 
So if you're looking at expanding from a building, you have to know, A, how many kids you're going to expand to, B, what kind of program you're going to be selling the parents as to why you're, you cost more money or why they're paying for a better service. Because I know as, as a parent, I would want to buy the best for my kids. And so, um, you have a bit of expertise that isn't quite as outlined, and I'd love to be able to go into that more. And you also have a system that's kind of inside you that isn't out yet. And B, it sounds to me like you want to go bigger, but you're not quite sure how big. You know, and if you say, well, mm. I want to go as big as I can go in my mind, maybe have, you know, three child care centers or et cetera. Um, that's fine, but let's get the first one completely outlined. And I think what's going to help you right now is to get very specific, specific about one, the difference between you and the average sitter, the childcare person Two, what it is that you're offering because mindset and, and spiritual and emotional growth for a child as a parent is very important. And if you're providing that kind of mindset, kindness, training, et cetera, then safety, another big thing that you mentioned was safety of your children. And then what it is, how big you want to grow to. Do you want to have 10 kids, 15 kids, 30 kids, 50 kids? And if you want that many, exactly how many people are you going to have to hire that are as like-minded as you are about your methods, about your processes. But I can hear mm. this extremely deep passion in you, and that's exciting. And so what happens is I would just start at my local PTA. If you've got kids in school, there are parents that need child care there because, you know, there's the three-year-old, the five-year-old, the eight-year-old, the 10-year-old, and you have a lot of family or parents right there. And if you're to the point where you can articulate what it is that you do and how you serve, you're going to fill up. So Vicki, uh, I want to cut in for just a minute here because the advice that you are giving Joanne is the same as you would give any business because we all want to grow. And I'd love it if you would expand this um, into the general uh, entrepreneurial spirit um, to give them insight as well. Because most of them aren't caretakers and you're giving her some great information and in how to grow. And I don't, I want to make sure that, that our listeners are catching these nuggets that you're giving. Would you like to just brief over if somebody's going to grow their business what are the nuggets they need to know in order to do that? Great. The first, I'm going to probably give you top five things, the top five things that I can share with you. One is when you speak about your business, you have to be really clear about what it is. One is, do you have a passion for what you're doing? And so I want to say to be successful in business, it doesn't necessarily, you don't have to have a passion, but do you? One, how are you distinguishing yourself from your competitor? 
because you need to be able to talk about that. And two, I always have a business plan. That's the next go-to. If I'm going to pitch somebody or pitch a bank, if I need money, if I'm going to pitch partners or collaborators, I need to be very focused about what it is that I am creating and what my intellect, like, like I believe just off the top of my head, I believe you have intellectual property about how to have childcare. And that needs to be outlined, articulated, and as it's part of your, if you will, executive summary, why you're different, why you're better, why you're best. And so um, the other thing is I start every business, whether I know how to do every single part of it, knowing that regardless, I am going to be the best service you will find or get. And so you want to articulate how you're going to be the best service and what it is that you're going to offer them that is going to make you stand out. And uh, the other thing is, I, I don't know if you want me to go back office or front office, but I'm assuming um, everybody on the show knows that you have to have your account set up. You have to have an oh, LLC yeah. or, you know, basically like that. But I'm looking at most people um, doubt themselves and they have these incredible, you know, that when they, how can I grow this? Well, the first thing you want to be able to do to grow your business is to be able to talk about it in such a way as that everyone who listens to you can feel your passion. So even on the radio show right now, you can listen to me and Shirlene right now and know without a doubt that we have a passion for helping people become wealthy and get good, strong businesses. You can just automatically hear that. And so when you talk about your business, you want to be, be, be able to have a passion about what you're going to do to improve an industry. So not compete in an industry, improve the industry. And if you're going to be with it, say you open a bakery just or a mom and pop store, it doesn't matter. How are you going to improve that industry, whether that's the service of the industry, the way that their business is done online, how are you going to improve it? As if you can speak about that with some passion, people will listen. People love businesses that improve. Am I am I answering your question there, Shirley? Am I, am I getting yes, that out? You're for doing them? great because you know one of the biggest things is that so many entrepreneurs are just a hobby. Mm -hmm. Their business is a hobby and they can't seem to grow into becoming a business. And you've made some really good points to, you know, speak clearly with passion is absolutely huge. I mean, if you can't succinctly express what it is that you want to do in your business or what it is that you are doing or are offering, you lose everyone. They won't even yes. listen. They start rolling their eyes. And then a big thing that I too teach, Vicki, is how are you different from everybody else? What mm -hmm. makes you not necessarily so much better than the next guy? Because I think the old ways of sales, and you may agree with me, um, it you know, the Johnny Carson days of sales where you're the number one or you're the best in the mm -hmm. West or uh, those don't work anymore. It's all about now building relationship authentically and then working together in the sales process. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's, and those who 
um, come from a sales background and say, oh, I can sell, they're they're struggling miserably right now. Yes. And, and I so want to go. I was just going to say, so mm -hmm. if you can't distinguish yourself mm -hmm. authentically as being different from everyone else, I don't see how you can get out of the hobby zone. Yes. And I want to be really clear with everybody. It doesn't have to be a grand vision. I'm, it can be a simple, just recently over the last two years, one of the projects that I was very happily involved in, there were six partners, but there were actually three couples. So there were three couples, six people on a project. And the project was simply an ice cream store. It wasn't, you know, anything else. I live in this in a small town and we opened up an ice cream store here and what was interesting about it was that when we spoke about it we didn't speak about you know flavors of ice cream what we had we just wanted a place for families to go where they could take their families and have a good time and just relax have some ice cream and and that was it we really wanted to provide a place for families to go to and so what was interesting about this project was that all of the entrepreneurs that were involved in this project had a company outside of the ice cream store. So nobody needed any of the profits of the ice cream store at all. And what we were able to do then, instead of paying ourselves and worrying about where the profits were going to be, we took all the profits and we put it right back out in the community. We, we sponsored uh, events, the 4th of July events, the kids events, the art events, everything else. We, we gave money to the fire department, everything. And so we started having a lot of fun being able to support the community in, in that way with the profits that were left over. But it can be as simple as an ice cream store and your local community and or your local school to go ahead and make a difference in just saying, what? why are you opening the ice cream store? Sure, every business needs to make sure that part of the reason they're open is for profits. But then part of the reason needs to be to have fun, to provide something to the community, to provide something to the family or to whoever your client or your customer is, what are you providing them? And speak of it with passion. I mean, ice cream was really fun, but going to the ice cream store every day to stand on your feet and serve ice cream for two <laughs> years before I sold it, that wasn't always fun. That's right. That's but when right. at the end of it, the end result, you know, we had the ice cream store for two years and then we sold it to this really fabulous young couple and they added pizza. So now it's pizza and ice cream and the families are still coming in to support the business because that couple took on the responsibility of giving back to their community. It can be that simple. Wow. Wonderful. Okay. So we have Julia from Colorado on line two. Julia, welcome to the show. Tell us what your question is. Um, well, first of all, I just wanted to thank Vicki um, for reminding us about the corruption and um, how the systems are broken. And I've been in the um, event industry for a while, and things move quickly. And a lot of people are like in like self development and seeking and searching answers. And I'm just wondering if Vicki can help us to determine, you know, as inf new information comes in and things 
shift and grow, how how do we know what's true and how do we know what to believe and how do we how do we know, you know, um, when things are always moving so quickly and it seems like so much information is coming so fast? Well, that's an awesome question, Julia. Because you're right. Mm. I mean, we're all on information overload. <laughs> so yeah. tell us, how do we define what is, what we should listen to and what we shouldn't? This is a good thing. That This is a great question, Julia, and thank you for bringing it up. But one of the key things that I want to get into right now is exactly what you said. There's a lot of information on business right now. It just seems that everything is, you know, start this business, start this business, start this business. And there's a lot of, you know, mindset, but not a lot of money coming in. And there's a lot of, let me, you know, work on your, your mindset and your, your personal development and, you know, run up this pole and stand on top of it, run through these hot coals and, you know, burn your feet a little bit maybe, and you'll, you'll suddenly know how to do business. This is what's really clear for me. And the reason that if you want a business development strategist, you want to get certain business skills. Now the times have shifted back in the day before me, but my grandmother business was just part of being in the family. Every family had some sort of business, whether it was, you know, pool cleaning or carpet cleaning or the diner or the gas station. Family business was to the point where you learn these skills in your home. And then we had this huge couple of generations where we went to corporate America and got jobs. And now with the internet, the internet has, it just seems like there's a constant barrage of, you know, I made a $511,000 million in one week doing <laughs> this. And you want to have a little discernment first off. Every business has to be, just like Charlene said, it can't be a hobby. It's not something you do part-time or in your spare time or, you know, if they sell you that you can do this part-time in the basement of your home and then grow it into this big thing. Um, I don't agree with that. I think that you have to have a plan and you have to have a concise amount of effort and consistency and a business grows over time. Success grows over time. It doesn't grow overnight. And so you have to get to the point where you realize you're building something for you to have and to, to, to have as income and if you're buying, you know, online, let me show you how to do SEO, that's $2,000. Hi, let me show you how to do a Facebook ad, that this class will be $2,000. Hi, let me show you how to do, you know, a, a membership site, that'll be $2,000. By the time you've learned to run a business, you'll, you could have paid for a Wharton education. So you want to get somebody who's a business development strategist. And I love coaches and I love consultants. Thank you very much. You need people who are not going to say, what do you want to work on today? You don't need, you don't want somebody who's going to say, you know, where are you at right now? Or, oh, how do you feel about that? You need somebody who's going to teach you how to put a business up. So the number one question I ask is, how many success stories do you have? Because if they have three or four on their website and that's all they have, 
that's not for you. You need people who can say, yes, um, these are my clients, go talk to them. Mm -hmm. These are more my clients, go talk to them. And if you're going to invest a huge Mm -hmm. amount of money, I want you to stop right then. If they want 20, 30, $40,000, it better be a done for you, profitable business. And again, you need to ask them, you want to look for success stories over and over and over again, success stories. And then look and make sure it's a complete business, not you're learning how to be an SEO person, a complete whole business. That means there is a product, a service, and and an income that's evergreen. It's not, you know, it's like a restaurant is evergreen. People eat three times a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. You want your consulting practice, whatever business you do, what's your product, what's your service, what's your profit margins? And you want profit margins if you're going to be consulting or coaching at least 30% on that, if not higher. I'm, I'm being very conservative. So the way I'm going to say that also is read some business development books that educate yourself out there. That was, that was a really great question, and I wish I could say more on that, but I don't know if there's another caller or not. And Shirlene, did you want to add something? Well, I just, uh, <laughs> you you know, the easiest way to tell whether um, a person is good to work with is to go on their website and see their video testimonials. Mm-hmm. If they've got, I mean, if you look at my Compelled on Sell course in that page, I've got testimonial after testimonial after testimonial. And you can reach out to any one of those people and Mm -hmm. talk to them about what they've gotten. But if you go to their websites and you don't see anything, forget it. Mm -hmm. And don't get caught up in the event, run to the back of the room strategy and spend (laughs) $30,000. You know, uh, you made a really good point there, Vicki. So uh, that's the point I want to make. And I I love all this and we're, we're... Boy, this hour's gone so fast. And I want to just take a quick break and say uh, I'm really excited next week, next Thursday live, we're going to have Teresa de Guabois. Oh, she's lovely. She's an amazing woman. She's uh, the leader of the Evolutionary Business Council. She's an international speaker and number one international best-selling author of Mass Influence. And she's re- get this, she's remained on the bestseller list in seven countries for some time. And she teaches people how to create word-of-mouth epidemics and how to put their books on the bestseller list too. So I know you are not going to want to miss her next week. She talks about a hundred percent success rate and that's going to go hand in hand with what Vicki and I have been discussing. So we'll be right back and then we're going to ask Vicki for her final thoughts. Hi, I'm Shirlene Reeves with Maximize Your Wealth Now with a new tip on how to maximize your wealth. What if you could compel your clients rather than selling them so that they would work with you? 
Wouldn't that be so much easier? Wouldn't it be easier to have more income? I talk to entrepreneur after entrepreneur, and they're running from networking group to networking group, and they're so tired. And the reason they're tired is because they're not making any money, and they don't know how to work with their perfect clients. What if I said to you, compel, don't sell, and I could give you the tips for how to do that. I'm tearing back the curtain, and I'm going to show you how I built my business from zero to multi-millions, and I want you to make multi-millions too. So check it out on my website, MaximizeYourWealthNow.com, and get signed up for the next class. I promise you, I guarantee you, you won't be sorry. I invested in Sherlene's uh, Compelled to Sell sales training program, and I just knew immediately that she was the person that I wanted to work with. I came in wanting to know how to get more people I could talk to. And I also learned some things I didn't know that I didn't know. And now I know. At least I have a good idea. The reason I took this course was because I felt like there were a lot of new things that Charlene had to offer that I had not experienced before. That's why I took the class, is I wanted to sort of up-level my sales skills. And thank you, Charlene, for this amazing class. In 10 weeks, eight Compel Don't Sell students made a total of $301,000. Isn't it time to make a compelling difference in your income? If you answered yes, call 1-888-889-9212. That's 1-888-889-9212 to register for the next Compel Don't Sell course and learn the art of selling with heart. Discover the secrets to the three-step sales waltz. Learn how to open a sales conversation and ask for the sale authentically in your own words. Dial to reserve your seat today. Dial 888-889-9212. Boy, this show went so fast, and boy, was it interesting. Um, Vicki, I just want to tell you how much I appreciate that you uh, came on the show today and gave us all this great insight, and if you have a final thought, I'd really appreciate it, and then we'll be off and running for our day. I do. Thank you uh, for inviting me. I really enjoyed myself, and my final thought is our entrepreneurial market is moving from selling for profits to serving for profits. So when you design your business, think about who you're serving and, and, and how much heart you have in that. So it's serving for profit versus selling for profit. If I could give everybody that right now, serving has way more heart to it and consciousness. And it, it's, it's all about relationship right now. Yep, you're absolutely right. And boy, are we on the same page. And like I said, Vicki, thanks so much for being here with us. Thank you, callers, for calling in. And we'll see you next week with Teresa Degobois. Thank you for joining us on the Ascended Masters at Work show with spiritual life coach, 
Rev. Shirlene Reeves. We hope you found our message enlightening in a way that will change your everyday interactions in work and play. Share the love. Pass on our web address, ascendedmastersatwork.com, and if you have a great story to share, we'd love to have you on the show. This has been a Massive Visibility Media Production. Join us next week for the Ascended Masters at Work show. And while remembering the words of the late Wayne Dyer, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. We say Namaste.